Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I know it's season three, Ed, and I think it's episode four. Is it four? Whatever. Four? I think it's five. It never mattered, you know? I think it might be four, five. I don't know how we can expect that to be a big deal when we don't even know. <laughs> All right, so uh, I love tonight's show because it's always cool, Ed, when you have a guest that you've been wanting to have on the show, and the timing just seemed perfect, and I... I tried to. I tried last show to not only bring on uh, Justin, but also see if I could sneak in our guest tonight, Ralph Rafa Ramirez from GTS Hobby. And here is here like magic. He's here. Welcome, Ralphie. Thank you. How's the ride up? Terrible. Terrible. LA, yeah. You know. <laughs> Give everybody an idea how long it took you to get up here. About an hour. But it, it takes more than that, right? Because you got to fucking plan for it. You got to, you know, it's just like. Well, a, it took me all day, basically. Yeah, see, that's yeah. what I was saying. All day. Well, thank you for that. We appreciate it. You've rolled in some monster bikes that he's captured. We'll show you some photos a little bit later on. But before I even get into the podcast, I have to welcome Clarence. Sure. Because there's always the other guy that just drops up. That you have no idea. So he's here along with D Racer. Uh, D Rivas is going to be joining us in the second half of the podcast. And, you know, D, D's in the scene big time. And we'll figure out what the hell's going on with D uh, as we break in the second half. But this podcast is dedicated to Hudson Moe. What a name, huh? Hudson Moe. Hudson Moe, uh, Mo, the uh, newest member of the Jake Moe clan. Congratulations to Jake and to Courtney and to my main man, Logan. And don't worry, Logan, you're not going to get screwed on this deal just because a new kid pops up. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure of that myself. But uh, congratulations to the Moe family on the birth of their baby son. Uh, Jake Moe, as many of you know, I'm a big fan of. Look around, Ed. There's a couple bikes that he's built here. There's a couple more. In fact, I think, well, you'll see more of Jake on the show, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion show, which we'll be talking a little bit more about. But he's going to be joining us, returning the Temecula Bob macro bike. And hopefully we'll be bringing over some photos of Hudson. And once again, Courtney, uh, God bless you and your family. And congratulations to Team Mo. Raf, what a what a month it's been for you, right? Uh, right. Ed and I, although wait a minute, I'll, I'll retract. I was able to. Ed unfortunately was feeling a little bit bad after the Mac Fest this right. year, so yeah. I I was able to swing over and check out the new store. And that may have been the last time I saw you because I was one of the few fools who was unable to get to the recent event that you had. But you've had the new store. You're, it seems to be shipping out bikes all over the U.S. Uh, I'm, I just keep hearing you. I keep seeing you. And now that I've had a chance to see the bike that was all over the Internet a couple weeks ago from the GTS Hobby, that custom drag bike you built, beautiful. Uh, interesting time for you, busy time for you, huh? Very busy. Very, very busy, yeah. Uh, we um, got a new shop January. We right. moved in January 10th and just been busy, busy, busy. How nice that is, huh? I guess that's a good problem to have. Well, I was there for the, I think it was like the grand opening day or weekend. You had the chicken on the grill. You had what I thought was avocado dip waiting <laughs> for me when I walked in. Um, there was a nice group, and I think I got there a little bit too early. I got the sense that it was just about to pop. What happened yeah. like later on that afternoon? Oh, we just got a bunch of people in from all over the place. Uh, we got Danny Boy. We got uh, Andre. We got a bunch of people in, and everybody ate, had a good time, checked out the new shop, and... Had a good time. I loved it. I think I may have even mentioned it to you that when I walked in, you know, there's the showcase. You know, you just dream about having all your T-shirts and stuff there, right? 
when you're dreaming of having a store, you want to have a place where you can sell your shit. Right. You know, and thank you, incidentally. You'll notice behind uh, Evil Ed. Ed, grab one of those hats from GTS, won't you? You notice how tight they are? Nice nice hat, embroidered nicely. There's one of the T-shirts. We're going to be giving them away. So, guys, gals, anybody, send in your questions or comments. And we'll, we have, man, we must have a, you've been very generous. We've got a ton of decals. We've got a couple of hats. We've got like six T-shirts. You know me and Ed are going to steal a T-shirt, so we're minus two. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to be giving away some T-shirts from GTS. But as I looked at that shop, and, you know, you did it right. Uh, there's the showcase. God knows what it looks like now. You put all your stuff in there, whether it's product or apparel. You walk in. You have the row of all your nice cats. Off to the left, you had all your parts. Then you get that little incubation bay where you can do whatever you got to do, whether it's working on the bikes or talking to people. And then you've got the work factory where you do all the welding of the frames. And it was like, yeah, this is it. This is this is what this is the brick and mortar that many of us dreamed of having. And you're doing it. A lot of responsibility comes with that. A lot too, of right? responsibility, a lot of, lot of work, a lot of responsibility, a lot of money. You know, you got to invest money to make money, but it's a lot of work, but it's well, well worth it. How many guys you got over there? It's three, including me. Who are they? Uh, my brother George and uh, Javi. So George, we remember because he was here, Ed, when we did the engine buildup. Right. In fact, I think that's one of our biggest podcasts. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a different George. Oh, different George. Yeah. When did he change his name? No, George is. Who was uh, the George that was on the show with us? Uh, that's Big Belly Racing. Okay. He's, he's no longer with us. Well, uh, we do have some nice parting gifts for Big Belly Racing, though. We got D's ready to fly the drone in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I when Linda, you know, when when Linda's a big part of things, you know, she. She has stuff for everybody, whether it's the drinks or a hug or it's something to eat. And I always try to tell her in advance who's coming. So she felt like she already knew D. You know, D and that drone, like, follow everybody around. So, yeah. So, so Ralph, you got the place now. You've been selling frames for how many years now? This, is, this isn't like you just started. Uh, my frames, uh, I can say 2000, like 2014. 2014. That's when I first started making my own frames. Do you remember who your first customer was? Uh, I don't remember my first customer, but my first frame just went into the door a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't get it back. Uh, well, not yet. They didn't want to let it go. Yeah. Rusty as shit, but they didn't want to let it go. You'll get that. You know why? Because you deserve that. Yeah. At some point, somebody has to realize that. Yeah, who so I explained it to him, what it was, and I told him, I'll give you a brand new frame for it. Just straight up trade. He's like, oh, I'll let you know. Never came back. Nothing? Crickets? Nothing. What's his name? I have no idea. Okay, so he's somewhere in it's somewhere in Compton. All right, so whoever you are that has the first GTS frame, and word will get out. Um, we're we're going to sweeten the pot. You can't just give him a new bike because he's got to realize that that bike has much more value than a new bike, just from sentimental, right? Plus, he knows he's got you over the barrel. Oh yeah, he does. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We'll comp him every year until he dies. He can come to the mini bike show for free and be eligible for all the prizes. And uh, we'll load them up with some junk. Find out what, what you need. Whether you need like an engine or a, maybe we got to get an F&B pipe or I got to call up our friends over at Stutz Stutz. or somewhere. We'll hook them up. So look, not only will you get the new frame if you return Rafa's original, but we'll hook you up with a bunch of aftermarket parts too. And if you don't want to give it to them, we're going to find out who you are and where you live. And we're going to come <laughs> and steal it. You know, I, I, I got a little bit ahead of myself on the opening. I want to thank some of the sponsors. You know how that goes, Rafa. You, you got to feed the machine, right? You got to. You remember the Pioneer guys. They've been with yeah, us forever. For a while. Thank you, Pioneer, for all you do. Uh, the bike behind you is the 
planned giveaway bike. That's a Rutman Spiderhead. I think I'm not into uh, Rutman's. Yeah, but I think it's a spider. And we um, we're going to turn that into a Pioneer audio wagon. Uh, and we're working with the folks over at F and B. Uh, Jake Moe mocked up a little bit of what you see there. That's a custom seat with a subwoofer, Roth. It's got the side speakers like a full-size dresser. Uh, it's got that full panel. Uh, I've got a, a front a fiberglass fairing that will house the speaker where the headlight is. So we got a lot to do, but we're going to drop the bike off to uh, Brian and Frank over at F&B Racing, and hopefully that thing will be given away. It's uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion the 13th of October. Uh, CV Park in beautiful Locker Center for more information you can uh, go to the website. It's essentially the same information from last year, just with a different date on it. Uh, so, Ruff, we've you've been doing this for a while. Uh, you've graduated now. Now, this shop is a little bit bigger than the, the first shop, right? Oh, yeah, way yeah. bigger, yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I think we've got some photos of one of the, the earlier shops that you had. Where was the old shop? Uh, well, my old shop was just down the street from there, but uh, my frame and fabric was done at home, my backyard. Yeah. That's where I used to work until so, January of this year. So where so so you were doing all your work out of your house literally, and how in the world did you get to that point where you decided not to be a welder, not to open up a restaurant, not to become a lawyer, but to get into the mini bike game? What, when was all that happening? How old were you, and what oh, were you thinking? Started with started with a Cat two fifty X back in I'm gonna say like early nineties. Okay, my brother bought it from a friend of his and. Got on that thing and just fell in love with cats. Never let go. I still have that cat. Which one was it? What color? It it's w- orange. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember when I walked in there and I saw you. How many cats did you have now? Uh, right now, I believe uh, I cut down a bit. I, I still have about 40. 40? Yeah. No shit. I cut down. I, I let go about 10 or 15 of them recently. Wow. I thought, uh, well, I hate to say it, Papa Smurf, but you better get in. You better get in the back of the truck. I thought I thought Sean had a collection of cats. And I mentioned this to Justin Eichler when he was here last year. Why is that green cat still sitting on Craigslist for a month? It's like 350 bucks. He's got the pretty cool, clean cat green with like a, a three horsepower Briggs and some. Yeah, I've been, I, I talked to Justin a couple of days ago. Um, he told me about that. And my answer to him was, you know what? I've been off the game getting the new shot for a while, but I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming back. They better watch it. Well, if you, uh, I guess what that means is that if there's a cat out there you want to put out for sale, you probably sell it pretty quick. Justin's gobbling up all the tacos. I think that's his primary focus, right? Yeah. So if you're the cat man, the only guy you got to worry about is Sean. And with all due respect, Sean's in the AV. But you have to gets... worry about me on the cats. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so that'll be the case. And I'll be mindful of that as well because. <laughs> I don't, I'm not as deep as Ed. Like, I think, Ed, you've got, like, 50 Facebook groups that you follow or whatever the hell it is. I, I, I didn't join any of them. Someone hooked me up with, with all of them. Yeah. So, uh, I guess what I'm getting so at. So-and-so invited you to join this and whatever. I recently added, joined. They added you to this and they added you to that. I recently uh, was contacted from uh, Nick at Arizona Mini Bike Riders. And I like that because it seems as if. The show, the podcast, I should say, we we whether it's reaching out, we know we've got some good uh, followers and f- part of the GMBR family in Michigan, but now we start to see that in Florida, a little bit of Alabama, the guys from Texas. Now we got Arizona. Uh, we know that in Vegas, there's a group of guys doing a lot of stuff with mini bikes. So what we had talked about years ago when we started this mini bike podcast. It's, it, you can really start to see it. it. It's growing nationally. Are you seeing that? 
Like you mentioned, you've got a bike going to uh, the big man over at Stutz. But Stutz soon it's coming to them, and then I have that bike come, going to North Carolina. That's like uh, a, a full drag bike drag ready to bike, go, right? Yeah. What is, uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that bike, won't you? Uh, well, that's uh, that's a, uh, small, a small block drag roller. Okay. Who's your tire in the back? Live axle, uh, disc brakes, the whole, the whole nine yards right there. Um, I believe they're going to raise that on the track, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I would yeah. bet. That wheel combination, in fact, Ed, I overheard you earlier on. How popular are you finding that tire and wheel combination? Because it's been very big in it's Detroit. It's getting used a lot now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had one on my Bonanza. Yeah. What, uh, tell everybody what size wheels those are and what models they are. Uh, that front wheel is an 8-inch uh, spinner from Asusa. Okay. With a scooter 8-inch uh, low-pro tire. And the rear is a 6x6 Douglas aluminum wheel with a 6x6 Hoosier 11-inch uh, tall. I sat on the blue bike. Now, that was the one that everybody was talking about from the recent event, the GTS. That was the 15th year. Was that? 15th anniversary, yeah. Oh, and you know what? That alone deserves a congratulations because I'm backing into my seventh year. And it feels like that's taken forever. You, you've done that twice. Yeah, 15 years. Uh, it's it, April of this year was 15 years since we I joke, opened up. We joke because my first event, there was more signs. <laughs> big signs than mini bikes. And, and somebody called that to my attention. But you remember those early thin days when it was you and your buddies, right? Yeah. Isn't it nice to now see that it's become what it is? Yeah, there's people from all over contacting me uh, for frames. That's how you know that how big this this mini bike scene is getting. I got people from Miami, Texas, a lot from Detroit. You know, of course, California, all over. Uh, that's pretty cool, huh? Uh, yeah, it's cool. So it's starting to make sense that risk that you took to take it from the backyard. And to go ahead and rent the building rent and the building, buy the equipment yeah. and bring in the people and commit to the rent and all right. that, huh? Yeah. So where do you see it going? I mean, do, does it seem as if it's growing annually on a rate where it's going to continue to grow? I mean, I, I believe so, but I just take it one day at a time. You know, I don't want to overwhelm myself. I already have too much stuff to do as it is. You don't have to hire anyone else. Yeah. So the framework for me is a one-man show. You know what I mean? The, I'm, I don't like anybody else touching it because I'm putting my name on it. So... I touch the frame from start to finish. That's it. You know of a company called Art Morrison Engineering? They're, they're, they're probably the drag race chassis builder in the industry. They're in Fife, Washington. Art Morrison, similar to you, probably had his hand on every frame that he put out in his early days. And then before you know it, life happened. He had a son. Before you know it, the son grew up to be a guy that is a craftsman on his own right. And he's doing work on the frames. And Art ultimately hired guys. Ed's an example of a guy that you would hire that ultimately gets it. And you know you could be confident that that guy could follow the path that the you path, put him on. Right. At some point, you're going to need to do that probably to, 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 to be successful. Yeah, probably so. So hopefully there's somebody out there that maybe is working with you now or that may be listening who would realize that as time goes on, as the popularity of bikes go, what's the first thing you need is a frame. So uh, the reason why I was asking the question is that it, it appears to me, and I base it largely on things like social media and websites and activity. Then when you go to events, literally you show up and you see the difference from year to year, it seems like we're on an upward. Oh, yeah. You know, and it would be nice for folks to um, feel confident that getting involved in the hobby or maybe getting involved in the business could be a consideration because it's a much easier game than getting into the automotive business. That's for sure. Yeah. And you really still are in motorsports. In fact, I've always felt that the beauty of these mini bikes is that 
it's probably the most affordable way to get into motorsports when you yeah, think about it. I believe so. You know? So uh, there's opportunities for the kids to get involved. You had a bunch of kids running around there when I was there. Yeah. How just, many kids are in the family and how many of them do you, do you already see that they're interested in? Uh, well, my son's seven. Uh, he's interested in. What's his name? Oscar. Okay. So he goes to the shop and he starts bending. Doesn't bend anything good yet, but he's starting to use a bender and he's starting to use a weld a little bit. So he's interested in it. So that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. sure. He's a cheap labor too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I may have seen him when I was over there. Um, we brought up the event and I was telling you, uh, I know from firsthand experience that it's tough. Just, just getting geared up every year. Just pausing your life for the two or three months, particularly leading up to the event. To the event. Because you know as well as I do that it's not as if you do it like the week before or a couple hours before where you just get ready. This no. is this is it's it's almost chipping away six months before the event. And uh, when it when it comes to the details and mixing them up into your business life, you're still doing all that. You I mean you were the guy reserving the place and yeah I was doing I was doing all that. Like I said, it was a one man show and it was it's it got even harder this year because I had just moved. You're so right. I was, uh, I'm still settling in the new shop. I've still not completely moved in. So I was still dealing with that. And I almost didn't uh, do the event, but it's my easy, brother, isn't it? To get attempted. It's yeah. Like, you know, I think I'll take a pass this yeah, year. Yeah. My brother said, no, you can't do that. No, you can't. Because you know, it's getting bigger every year. So there's people coming from further away. That already may have planned. Too. Yeah. So they're doing bikes for that day. So you can't do that. So you have to do it. So we, we did it. I and mean, it was a good turnout. You know, I don't think that there's anything better to, to have. It's not a website. It's not. It's not an ad. There's nothing better than face-to-face. And when you've got an event, you're going to hear it face-to-face. You know, guys are going to tell you what they like and what they yeah. don't like. And it's it, there's nothing better than having that. But also knowing the flip side of it, there's a lot that goes into these events. People have to understand that. Do you want to talk at all about the, the recent event and, and, and maybe some of the highlights that took place there and maybe, for that matter, where you see things going in the future? Yeah, sure. Why not? Go ahead. So Ed, Ed came back from the event. Ed was in town. I was out of town. Uh, I think my man Ian went. Yeah, he was there. Uh, Justin. Justin was there. I saw um, a lot of familiar faces there. It seemed as if people Charles were. was there. Yeah. So that yeah. I, I'm not surprised, but it, it seemed as if they had to be the biggest ever, right? Yeah, it, we, we definitely had a whole lot more people this year than last and i just think it's getting bigger you know it was it was pretty it was pretty uh pretty packed huh, Ed? yeah it was pretty yeah. packed it was packed i asked ed what bikes stole the show and obviously he pointed to your bike what other bikes did you, you have any particular favorites that you saw uh, i honestly love that uh bonanza chopper danny boy took sure uh, tequila sunrise yeah. wow that's yeah. some work right there yeah i yeah I, now i'm not sure has that bike evolved i thought i saw that Danny Boy's bike at a show prior to was this the was this the first that was showing? the first time he, okay he, so that was wrong that was yeah. the first time yeah and then there was um there was a couple of nice drag bikes out there um double engine that double engine there was a double engine yeah, bike I saw that I helped that yeah. guy work on the bike he worked on that bike for about six months he was in my shop every other day I need this help me with this and he got it to run pretty good yeah and it was out there it was pretty impressive how he got it to work. Yeah, I uh, I remember Double Trouble showed up at my event. That was my first time really seeing a oh, tandem. That's Scott's bike. Scott's yeah. bike, and that was uh, that was like it was plain. It was on an angle the way he had it set up. Yeah. Yeah, two sacks. Yep. Then I saw the dude out at AV ride. He had. Oh no, that was a dual engine go kart. Well, that's the same that. dude. That's the same guy with the dual engine <laughs> mini bike now. But um, what's his name? Do you remember? Anybody remember? Uh, 
D, if you remember the dude with the dual engines, we'll, we'll, I want to bring him up, just give him his props because. Scott's bike's not a bonanza. Trail horse. Yeah, it's a trail horse. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I didn't mean the frame as much as the, the bike itself. I hadn't really seen a two-engine bike until I saw Scott. Dave Miller did that. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's probably that. That almost looks like it's from the factory. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. But the other ones, it, it looked like it was a lot of effort and a lot of um, engineering and fabrication and a lot of thinking. And, and actually, it was. it's even more impressive when you see the guys that were jamming and learning as they went along to get that bike actually running i like the nice beautiful dave miller bikes don't get me wrong but you know that but yeah that, but uh yeah you're right but you know, uh i think this one's a little bit more impressive because anybody can go out and pay somebody and do it for you yep but he did everything on his own yeah only thing i did for him was a frame and i helped him out with a little bit of things but he did it on his own and he made it work great he made it work so it was a good job for him yeah no i appreciate that um you know we um I want to give a couple shout outs to some folks uh, because I kind of forgot over the last couple podcasts. Uh, I mentioned the guys from Arizona Mini Bikes. Uh, good luck to uh, all the guys there and what they're doing. They seem like they're having fun. They're not too far from LA. So maybe you guys can uh, get a group and roll into uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. That's going to be in October. Uh, Alfredo, I want to give a shout out to you. Temecula Bob, my man Corona Irving. Corona Irving was up early. Uh, he's always active in the scene. Uh, we'll see the guys over at F&B, Brian and Frank soon. I'll give a shout-out to Leo Zachary, uh, David Isaac, uh, Ronnie Garman, my man uh, the Green Hornet, Irving Payen, uh, Christian Torres, Michael Lewis, Rat Goner, and a few others. Uh, I just want to get a handful of them in now because, like I said, we've um, we had a couple little technical difficulties one of the earlier podcasts uh, a month or two ago. And we cut a little bit short, so if I missed anybody, we'll catch you at the break. Um, Roth, so now you've got the shop. You've got a little bit of notoriety. You're not worrying about things on a day-to-day basis. You know when you open up the door, the phone's going to be ringing. People are going to be coming in. You've got orders. you got to get out. Uh, are you worried about keeping up? Do you think you're are – you, are, you, are you having smooth transactions? Is everything going as planned? Yeah, everything's going – I'm a little behind, though. Okay, well, that's not a bad sign. I'm, I'm behind. So what's behind in terms of, like, weeks? So a guy sees or hears about what you do. He goes to the website. Uh, his buddy says, thumbs up, GTS, great frame, great price, general enthusiast. Guy makes him his own. He's happy with the price. He calls you up. Typically, these guys pay for a what? Credit card? Or they send you a check? What do they yeah, do? Yeah, a credit card or we do PayPal. We could do okay. either one. You know? So now you got my money. Um, he's buying a basic bike. What's like turnaround time? Oh, basic bike, I have them in stock all the time. So basic bike, you turnaround times two or three days, and we'll get it going. What you know? What's a basic bike, and what's it cost? It's a stock bike. Roller is a uh, three seventy five. That's everything minus motor, clutch, and chain. Uh, complete bike is about six hundred bucks. Uh, that includes completely out the door turnkey. Got it. So uh, even including a motor? Even including the motor. So what do you use, Predators? Predator motor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's, do you put a pipe on it? Do you put anything on it? Or is it just a stock one? It's ready a stock. To go out? It's every stock Got it. out the door. So if he wants to do anything else, then he's a, either a return customer or he's out in the aftermarket world right. looking for parts. And then, so that's the basic bike. Yeah. What's the next level? The next level is when you want to go into like a drag roller, if they want to go into a drag roller. That's where it gets a little tricky because a year ago, I, I could just turn around was about two weeks. And I can knock it out and keep my store flowing. 
Now it's six weeks to two months for me to get it out. That's why I asked. Yeah. And if you tell people that, and it still comes around that time, usually no harm, no foul. It's the guys who tell them a couple weeks and it turns out to be two months where it starts to become a problem, isn't it? That's why I don't like to lie. I don't tell them two weeks. It's not going to take me two weeks. Sure. You know? If they're good with the six weeks, we'll do it. If they're not, we keep pushing. On the drag rollers, is it because each one of them is different or some of them are different, whether it's a wheel-tire combination or maybe the bars or, I don't know, maybe there's a few other things that they want. Mostly everybody wants something different. What are example of some of those things? Uh, Wheelbase, bars, uh, the way the wheel sets, uh, the style of the frame, seat, it just, everything, everything. So almost everyone is custom? Everything is custom on those. So, what if you found the more commonly requested options that they want in those bikes? You still really can't make a lot of them because the guys, the racers are different, and the riders are different size too, right? right? Because if we ha- we could do that and just have four or five of them on the shelf, and then there's something on there that they're not gonna want. Yeah. And now we have a frame sitting there. Yeah. Um, are you at liberty to talk at all about like volume, like on an annual basis? I mean, is it somewhere? Is it a few hundred? Is it a few thousand? I mean, can you give folks an idea of the scope of, of how many frames GTS maybe have out there? How many of them out there that are living? Ooh, are there hundreds of them by now? I would imagine. Are, are we near? Yeah, yeah, we're hundred. We're up there. Yeah, yeah, we're up there. I was trying to do some math just based on kind of what I would yeah, assume just, is typical uh, sales. I'm saying in stock frames, just a regular ride around frame, probably up in the. I'm gonna say close to like. Five, six hundred already. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And how about walk through traffic? Everybody dreams, as, as I was telling you, I was reliving my dream that I've never quite achieved yet, which was to have my own place. This is like the version of my place, right? Um, nobody comes in. I don't sell anybody anything, but I often wondered about it. And I often dreamt, especially as I got a little bit older, how nice it would be to have all this stuff out there and you open the door at nine o'clock, maybe close it at six, maybe open up on the weekends, but it's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's not that easy, but do you see, do you see retail shopping anymore? Are, are like people bounce, bouncing in and, and buying stuff or is it really all over the internet mostly? No, it's a lot of walking. It is a lot of walking. That's great news. So Now it's, now it's getting a lot into the website and online and all that good stuff. But the majority of, of, the profit comes from walking. And what are they buying? Frames, parts. Yeah, is it a lot of parts? A lot of parts. Yeah, okay. A lot of parts. Um, that I could see. The local guys walking in because they have yeah. to have a chain. They want to get a car. They want to get an intake. They need a seat or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, are you service, doing a lot of that work? Service, yeah, we do a lot of service. So I looked at your website, and you're like four and a half or 4.8 on that satisfaction survey that they give you, right? <laughs> I tracked the one fucker who gave me a bad review down. Because <laughs> I hate that, I, I did. <laughs> but you know, it's you'll you'll totally disregard the nine hundred eighty thousand people that like you, but you'll chase down that one that guy. One that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw you were up there, and people. Uh, although some somebody did say something about, <laughs> there was a recent post that was really funny. Someone didn't like somebody that was overweight at your shop. But that was just one comment. <laughs> yes, <no. laughs> <laughs> that was a funny one, isn't it? That'd be like yeah. the one. I but everyone else resounding. You guys are cool. You guys were there. You fixed me up. You had the parts. Prices were right. Um, you know, ultimately, when you go to sleep at night, you gotta, you gotta, you know, in your heart, what kind of business you have. You gotta know if you're raping people and fucking them, or yeah. if you're if you're taking good care of them and you're and you made somebody's day. I bet you go to bed at night knowing that you you helped some bastard out who didn't think he'd get his bike running and he came running in there and he, he needed help. I like and, to think so. I bet yeah, there's, there's hundreds lot, of those there's guys. There's a lot huh? of kids that come in there and 
I mean, kids don't have money, you know, and there's a lot of parents that don't want to spend the money, you know, so we got to help them. What do you, so I did see a lot of kids there, as I told you at your place. What do you do with these kids? I mean, are you, are you, are you helping them like maybe start to wrench? Are you letting them ride the bikes? What's your, like, what is your, well, in your I mean, if they come in and they need a chain. Um, they don't have all the, the full amount to pay for it. We're like, okay, we're going to put a new chain, but you're going to help me do it. You're going to learn how to do it. Great. Basically, you're gonna, that way you don't have to pay nobody to do it. So we'll do that. And um, I guess they're pretty happy. Yeah. You know, you know what would be nice? And, and something I would probably consider doing. That's the only reason why I bring it up. I couldn't tell you to do something unless I was going to do it. But what I did at the event was I just stole the trick, like I do with many things that I do, that was successful in other areas. And there was always, uh, like in the automotive arena, there's competitive engine builds with young kids. You know, Ed, they had like the engine building competition. And they bring high schoolers in or young folks because... The big concern with automotive is that it's a dying industry and that kids aren't into motorsports anymore and that no one's really into drag racing or, you know, finding out what the difference is in a camshaft or a crankshaft. There's a different dynamic going on with young people and they're not as inclined to get involved in motorsports. So you try to get them involved. Maybe what could be cool for you is maybe once every few months on a Saturday, you put together a bike with these kids. You know, you're just, you're, you just you assemble a roller. I'm not telling you to, you know, put an engine there and fire it up. Maybe at some point you get there, but let them just put the pieces together, you know, uh, and, and, and let them come in if they want with their dad. And, and, and maybe it is the difference between some shitty relationships some young kids got with his parents into something that they can find a common bond in, which is something that's really cool, not to mention the fact that, you know, it feeds your machine because you get more of these young kids involved and we got a sport to yeah. look forward. So, so uh, with that being said, I do have one kid lined up for the summer when he's off. He's going to come into the shop. He's, we're going to kind of show him. What's his name? Uh, his name is Adrian. He helped me out at the event. Great. He was, he was out there giving the, the tickets. Oh, yeah. yeah did he right, just pop yeah, up yeah. or did you know him? Or? I know he helps me every year. You yeah. know, he's just low budget. Shows up. He's a kid, you yeah. know. So he asked me if he can. He wanted to learn. So I was like, yeah, come in the summer. Bring your dad. I'll talk to your dad. And I'll show you around. I'll show you how to do this this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe you might work for me one day. I don't. You know. You well, I know. I, you you got to ultimately get him in a bike. You know, he, hopefully he comes in and works. You take care of him, whatever regard, whether it's a trade out or he makes a little money or whatever he does. But when he's done, he would get a bike. And if we can help him out at all, you know, you get the frame, you get the wheels and tires. We need to grab an engine or some parts and pieces to get that kid a bike if he does a good job. And let him serve as an example for somebody who not only stepped up and asked for the order. Hey, I want to help out the event. Yeah. But then it's also going to be there maybe to take advantage of what you're offering, which is to, to get your hands dirty yeah. and learn something. Right. Um, so you are full service at that shop. You can, you can build a custom bike. They can walk out with a basic bike. Um, I saw go-karts and more ATVs versus UTVs, but you had a little, in the early days, it looked like you were into ATVs and UTVs. Yeah, I had, a, I had a few of them back yeah. in the day, yeah. Was that what you were into when you were younger? Yeah, we were into the off-roading scene and all that good stuff. And I was and never into that, you? I was afraid of that shit falling <laughs> off some mountain, especially the three-wheelers. You know, I just heard too many tragic stories. You know, it scares me with those friggin' things. So I, I, and now they have the um, UTVs, like the Polaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polaris sold more UTVs last year than Ford sold pickup trucks. Really? Yes. The power sports segment, which we are a part of, our mini bike world is defined within the power sports segment. That's how they call it. It is one of the biggest segments within the automotive industry, largely because it's new. But these aren't cheap 
points of entry, those Polaris and Hondas and there's a myriad of guys that manufacture these UTVs that they're either racing in the Pismo or they're hunting or in the snow. And you could put on anything from a plow to, um, you know, turn them into Baja racers. But these things are 20, 25 grand to get into. And that's just to get in. Now you got to take all this shit off and put on all the other 50,000. So guys are in these UTVs. They got 60, $70,000 honestly into many of these things. And, Maybe, maybe that's a potential opportunity for you as well. Is that in addition to having all the mini bike parts, maybe we just remind folks uh, that are into UTVs, we may have a little something, yes, something for them too. Right. Whether it's a line of wheels or tires or the nets, there's a variety of things that I think you have the ability to sell because you are in the power sports business. You have a shop. You're there. You're open. You're open for business. Maybe maybe that's an opportunity. I would think that way if I had a shop, I guess, where, where you can find some new customers as well. When I posted the visit that I had to, um, in fact, that's the one thing I want to stop. Is it GTS Hobbies or is it GT apostrophe S Hobbies? I've seen it a myriad of ways. Tell us what it is exactly because yeah. I see it on your shirt. It's GTS Hobbies. GTS Hobbies. H-O-B-B-I-E-S, not Y apostrophe S. And it is not GT apostrophe S. Yes. No. Okay, so I've seen that some places. I, 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 and I just wanted to be sure. Thanks yes, for clarifying GTS. that. Um, so when I posted the visit that I had to your shop when you opened up, I think it was Cliff Judd who asked for the address, which was kind of odd because no one really does that anymore. What is the address of that place? It's on Compton. It's in Compton, it's, right? No, it's uh, it's in LA. It's on Central. Oh, Central. I'm My sorry. My old shop was on Compton. Okay, so what's the address of the new place? Uh, it's 11313 Central Avenue. And are you open just – I know you're open on weekends. Is it both days? Is it? Uh, we're open every day but Tuesday and Sunday. Tuesday and Sunday. Yeah. What was the old motorcycle deal that they didn't open up? Sundays and Mondays. Sundays and Mondays, right, because everybody was Cause riding. Because open on Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, uh, awesome. Let's, um, let's take a second to invite anybody who may have some questions or comments. We typically check them at the break. Because we're too busy yapping during the show to look at your questions. But for those of you who are watching, thank you. Hopefully all of our friends out uh, on the East Coast. I know it's a little bit later. Thanks for staying up. Our friends in Detroit. Uh, folks out in the uh, Southeast and Florida. Uh, all over the U.S. It's time. It's mini bike time, man. I got a post, or excuse me, I got a, a message from a guy who said he loved the podcast and it inspired him to buy a mini bike. That was pretty damn cool. You know, uh, I hope that there's a few other folks who feel the same way because it's easy to get in. Just like we talked about, pick up the phone, call Roth. You can get into a, a basic bike for under 600 bucks and then you've got something. You can then go home and call the F and B guys. You can shop online at Stutz or small engine cams or go power sports. Check out our friends over at GTS, um, as well as some of the other sponsors that we have. And you can customize that bike. Uh, you can. Have it. It's fun to dick around with on the weekends. It's great after work when you're just frustrated from all the nine to five stuff that gets you frustrated. You come home, you hang out with your wife for a little while, you go in the garage, you tinker with your mini bike. It's cheaper than a psychiatrist. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely the most affordable way to get in. And it's good for a guy and maybe his son or a guy and his daughter. Uh, I'm not suggesting you run out and buy these Coleman mini bikes in a box. Personally, I'd much rather see you get a traditional bike, Ed. We're big. Yeah, I don't like those Coleman's. 
they're out there. And, and I, the only thing I like about them is that it's, a, it's attracting more people to get into the sport. And there are companies that are focusing in on that platform. But I think it's because of the volume. You know, if I was a business guy selling parts and I knew that you could buy a Coleman at any retail store, whether it's a shit, you're going to find them at Ralph's pretty soon. <laughs> right. I mean, you go to this store, you go to any place and, and there's there's many bikes in a box. So they're out there. And I and I, I again, I like the fact that they're getting folks involved. I just saw a couple of them up close. And I just wondered if I'd put my kid on there. So unless you're going to get them and maybe reinforce them and, and fix them up a little bit, and, and this is not a Coleman bash as much as that there's a lot to choose from. So don't just buy the first cheap one in a box that you see. Do your homework. Maybe GTS is for you. Maybe uh, Go-Karts USA is for you. Maybe um, maybe Temecula Bob or maybe the vintage bikes that are still out there. The problem with the vintage bikes, like anything else, you're going to pay now. Now it's time to pay. Now it's all those bikes that you dismissed that were available on Craigslist for two hundred bucks ten years ago. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they're they're not there, they're and not. you've got you've got guys like you, Mister. I'll buy every cat I can. You got guys like Justin buy every friggin' taco he can. Then there's plankton like you and I, right? We're still out there on the hunt. If anything, so so finding anything, a vintage bonanza, a vintage, who knows. Try to find one of these new Hondas now. The Z50s or the CT70s. Just in the last few years, these guys are all on crack. They want $4,000, $5,000 for these bikes. So uh, get in. It's like real estate. Um, you could buy a house in 95 for a couple hundred thousand dollars and then fast forward to 2018 and it's $800,000. I'm not suggesting that many bikes are going to take that path. But my point is that not only are these things cool, you can still get in without paying too too much i don't know what's going to happen 10 15 years from now i hope the prices do skyrocket ed because we can cash in on these few bikes that we have here um Ralph, we're going to take a quick little break send in your questions we're going to be giving away a cam from my man tim at small engine cams how much money have you spent there over the years a lot <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money great guy isn't he yeah he's good yeah, yeah. uh in fact uh, tim has forever been supporting the show and we have to get him back on isn't he yeah isn't, he's due uh, speaking of future guests, E, do me a favor, would you? Uh, Dave Miller's agreed to be on the show in June. We can reach back out to him. He says he's been busy. And I sent him an email. Hey, Dave, um, really like that frame and uh, that fork and rear end you've got there on eBay. I've seen it up there for a little while. If you make me a package deal, let me know. I'd like to get it. By the way, if you've got some time, I'd love to have you back on the podcast. He didn't say shit about the parts. He said he was busy, but he still wanted to come in and be a part of the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So cool. I'll have to. I I, I think what he, what he was telling me is I'm gonna have to pay full price if <laughs> if I want those parts. So uh, Ed, I may not be able to pay you next week. I may be buying some parts. <laughs> so we're gonna have Dave Miller on. E, if you want to, uh, once you have a uh, a couple dates that you have in mind, we'll clear those out. We'll get him on. And uh, Ian Cordova has been uh, reinvited to come back on. We had planned on having Ian on very early on this year and then i think through a just a couple circumstances we ended up pausing that particular date and we were unable to get him in because he's got a regular job and he lives up near fresno or hanford that's that's like days away so um hopefully we'll be able to get things lined up where we can get ian in and i had um i had talked to somebody else that was going to be on the podcast in june oh charles mdb how the hell can i forget that charles mini drag bike he was going to make his dance card available 
to us in June. So June is going to be a, a, a great month for Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we filmed, uh, you did another good job, Ed. The reviews are in. We've seen some of the highlight reels and you, you did, you're natural. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. It, it seems like that when you're doing it. We, what we're talking about, Ralph, is we did a little promo shoot, me, Ed, and E here for a YouTube. Or no, actually, I got to stop saying that because we haven't figured out where it's going to live. It may not be a YouTube. No, <laughs> I, I think I think we'll live online, but where we live uh, is not as automatic, nor is it really the right place for us. He's going to help us with that, but it's going to be like a 10 minute monthly show. And we shot a little bit of a teaser promotion for it, which we'll see probably maybe our next podcast, depending on how's e, how E's time is on editing that. And we've got plans for our second and third episodes, which include uh, Jake Moe. Uh, it'll include F&B Racing, and it may include uh, a visit to Max on the way back, which was your suggestion. And we'll have an opportunity to um, showcase two great places, F&B Racing and Max. You think Mac will let us behind the Iron Curtain? I don't know. So, well, we'll just take advantage of your relationship, and we'll get in there. Uh, plus, I'll bring a crisp, a nicely folded 20. You can get anything you want with a nicely folded 20. So we'll have a chance to give some of the viewers a chance to, within a week, meet Jake Moe, meet F&B, both Frank and Brian, meet Mac, then visit F&B and see what's going on at, at Max. So that's what you can look forward to. And along the way, it's me and Ed. So that's pretty much the, the, the premise of the show. It's us, our friends, uh, thinking about that. You'd be a perfect place for us to come and check out. So maybe we'll have a chance to check out GTS Hobbies on one of these upcoming shows. Along the way, we'll get some uh, drone footage from D. We'll stop and pick up a few beers. I suggest you do the same. We're going to take a quick break on the podcast. I kind of feeling like it's break time. E is my is my internal clock on? Jesus, I'm off one minute. Uh, we've been uh, holding the goods until the break for D because he got a little paranoid the last time. Um, we've uh, Ed. Did you notice on the show we have commercials? We have like fucking real commercials. We have, uh, so enjoy those. We've got some commercials from a few of our clients. Pioneer's got one. GTS Hobbies got one. I don't know. There's there's a few others in there. Um, and Ed, your agent's been calling. So it looks like uh, it looks like things are shaping up. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast brought to you by Pioneer. Our friends over at uh, Small Engine Cams, GoPowerSports.com. And a shout out to Eric at Stutz Power Sports. Ed, can you, can you turn your neck? Bark out that 313 phone number. No one ever puts phone numbers on banners. What the fuck are you doing, Eric? Oh, I have Usually it's like a website. Head. Oh, God. But, but there's a reason why I want to give it out. It's because... 313-563-1058. Okay. Can you do it like Vanna White? Can you do like the hand thing? and 313 <laughs> Some of the easiest tasks, D. Uh, <laughs> that's with root beer. Could you imagine? Thank you, Ed. Uh, Vanna White, you don't have to worry about. <laughs> so call him up. Even if you're on the West Coast, you may want to give him a call. Because Eric, here's the deal with Eric's place. When you go behind his counter, it's like going behind the wall at Max. It's deep. There ain't like fucking two intakes there. There's like 2,200. So he may be worth the phone call because, you know, 
he buys deep, so he should be able to sell at a good price. Uh, and he's a cool guy. So take care of him. He's he's not a new sponsor. He's actually a returning sponsor. And uh, Eric, we thank you for that. We appreciate it as well as what you're doing. I know you had the recent Candyman extravaganza at Milan, and we do need to know the specifics on the upcoming event that you'll have because I mentioned Ed and I may be rolling down, and who knows, maybe there's a few others. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Send in those questions. We'll check them at the break. We'll be giving away the small engine cams. We'll be giving away a bunch of uh, GTS hobbies. And these are nice. This is nice garb. These are embroidered hats. Like each T-shirt's in its own friggin' bag, okay? So we can't get much classier than that. And uh, I want to thank you for your time here, Raf. We're going to be bringing in D-Racer after the break. And uh, sending your questions and comments. Have a chance to win a small engine cam from Small Engine Cams. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a second. Is your car stereo a little outdated? Don't sell your car. Upgrade it. Get hands-free calling with Android Auto on the new Pioneer Next. Everybody, welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. Hopefully, you had a good break. We had a good break. D, can you see me? I can see you. <laughs> can you? Yes, welcome, uh, D Racer, D Revis to the show for the second part of the podcast. Good to have you, D. Thanks for having me. You got uh, bullied into the handheld, huh? That's all right. I feel like a stars or something. Well, you're 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 used to it. You're you're kind of the man behind, not the man behind the mic. You're the man behind the drone. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the editing bay. Well, that comes with it. Everybody thinks you're just operating that drone, which is a compliment because, let's face it, none of us want to try to commandeer one of those friggin' things. You know? Not too bad. Give it a shot someday. How many times have you actually dropped one of those drones when you're I out there? I crashed it the second day I owned it. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was that time. And is I'll that take it back. That was uh, the first time. Second time, it didn't wasn't cat- catastrophe or nothing. And recently at a tournament, it lost control and I lost it in some trees, but it didn't hit anything. Indeed, are those replaced? 
in repair or those replaced like buy new ones? Somewhat. <laughs> there's some there's some things you could replace and then it gets to the point where you might as well just buy a new one. So uh, has anybody been smart enough to come up with drone insurance? Uh, the manufacturer does actually. Oh, I mean somebody outside of the manufacturer. Uh, no. We need like a cheap, no. shitty late night. Hey, you this pay, is you Joseph. Pay the manufacturer three hundred bucks within forty eight hours of activating the drone, and they'll cover it to the value of the drone. And that's nice. how I got it fixed. That second day I owned it and I crashed it. I registered for that insurance like at hour forty seven. Yeah, good. That was a smart thing to do. Yeah, so. Well, the reason why I bring up drones, in case people are wondering, is that D is the man behind the drone, which you see in many, many, many of not only some of the current videos, i.e. the recent ride that we had out at AV, uh, Antelope Valley along the aqueduct. Uh, that one I enjoyed because we were a part of it. And it was so cool to see the drone coverage of an event that you are a part of, not just watching somebody else. And then watching what you did and what you had to do to operate that thing. I mean, it's not like you just come and ride like everybody else. You got to set that shit up. and A lot of shit to carry, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing that because uh, there's worries. nothing better than that aerial coverage, especially when we're starting to get the number of folks that are coming on those rides and the backdrops are pretty cool. Yeah, especially that location, the wide open space. Uh, you Good don't stuff. have to worry about any laws you're breaking, flying over homes or anything like that. Well, we're still going to break laws. It's just That's uh, still going to happen. To what extent. Uh, D, you... You've been close to what's been happening with Rafa over the years, but for those folks who may not know, how do you kind of fit in with the whole Rafa GTS? Oh well, when I deal? first got into the scene back in 2012 or so, uh, they were already they were already uh, had their shop. Uh, the, from my understanding, it was the first shop with that next to that car wash or whatever, and then uh, just just being at the races every Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. Start finding out about the shop and where to go. Then I started taking my buddies over there that I would meet along the way, like Squirrel Gang or whatever. I started taking Anthony over there and stuff. And then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, we've been hanging out just more and more, you know. Since we're always at the same events and help each other with each other's events, it's pretty cool. How many years you guys go back? Since back then, 2012. 2012. Yeah, yeah good. Started so, coming around 2013 or something. So you've watched them grow? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Is, is there anything that you've noticed particularly over the years as things have kind of progressed for the him? The frames. The frames. The, 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 the quantity, the quality, the popularity? Uh, I think I was around before the actual frames were like the thing, right? And then like next thing you know, he's bending his own frames from scratch and shit. And so uh, I wasn't – I was like uh, – originally I remember there was just a shot for parts or whatever, but then I saw the frames progress like and the quality and the design, you know, just evolved or whatever, you know? And and then also the shipping out of state and stuff like that's what I knew like oh, this guy's gonna blow up I'm just building his own frames. Many of us are young, or young of heart and not business owners. Rather, most of us are kind of like traditionally part of the work chain. Right. It is uh, kind of out of body when you see someone that's almost a peer take that step and go from just a couple of us hacking together a mini bike to actually. Right, right. Shipping shit out out of state in boxes and charging money and taking credit cards yeah. and doing commerce. So when I got into it, I didn't know about all the back history of uh, of Joe's mini bikes and back in Western and uh, Morgan Frames. Is there were competitors against each other and they used to work with each other and then they had their own shops Incestuous against each little, other, yeah. literally next door to each other in the same building. Wow. So like, and then it was GTS. So you either went to those two or the GTS. <coughs> and Excuse me. And then I think Morgan's, I think they closed their doors. Oh, wow. Joe's is still around, but I always just ended up going to GTs anyway. Well, uh, you, uh, uh, it was nice to hear. In fact, I think Ralph mentioned, because, you know, 
I realize it is a little bit of a hassle to get up here, so we always invite the guests to bring someone with them, if nothing else, to keep them from getting bored to death in the car. And when he mentioned you may come, and then you and I chatted, and then we got Clarence with us. What's happening, Clarence? Big Clarence. Um, you brought your bike, and now I'm kind of used to the bike, but you've you've made some changes with that. Did you do something specifically different with that front end? What, what's going on with your bike? So originally the bike, uh, Clarence picked it up for me after work one day. That I found it online. I was like not working at the time. Brought it home. It was a stock Morgan frame, which is one of those guys I just mentioned. Yeah. So it, I rode it around for a while and learned how to tinker with it and everything. Started meeting everybody. And then uh, I think Goose had the X-Con. He had that that uh, suspension on the front from one of those like fake uh, ninja bikes or whatever. Sure. Little China, China yeah. min, ninja mini ninjas. Right. So then I got the idea from him. So that was the, probably one of the first things that happened. And at Fun Day, I broke the original Willy bar. So my buddy Angel Figueroa uh, designed that adjustable Willy bar. And the bike is designed to fold up and fit in the back seat of a Corolla because that's all I had at the time. So there's a lot that went into it just so I can go take it out to ride it, you know? No one, yeah. no one changes the bike to fit to a car, no, though. Well, I have a truck, man. What do you want me to do? Shit, you know? I got to go race. <laughs> and and I remember because you rolled up uh, when you and I uh, had fun riding at uh, Roadkill in Tucson. That was a seven-hour drive just to ride around in the parking lot over there. But it was it was a blast. Too bad the rain just washed us out, you know? Yeah. I never got to race you except in the parking lot, but... <laughs> I think you've been a little sour ever since I, you know, left you far, far, far. I'm trying behind. to get over it. I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get over it. Don't forget, I, I built that bike with that motor because right. I, all I wanted was uh, right, that ability Joe. to pull it. And I didn't know how fast or how slow I really was. That's a heavy bike. But I give credit to that bike. I rode it at the Palmdale Cruise. and uh, those You rode it like a girl. You were shaking. I no, you. I wasn't. Yes. I gunned it, it from the line. Let me tell you. And when I, I came back to give it back to you, I said, fuck it. I'm going for the second round. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it, when you sit in it? Yeah, I think it's comfortable. You, I mean, that suicide break is something that's, you get used to. That's what to. I want to joke about because yeah. that's what he comes in. It's and different. It's like, so I, you know, when you give anybody your bike, let's face it, you're waiting for that fucker to come back in one piece. You know, yeah, you well, he was reaching out for it, and I, was, I just looked at him and gunned it. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to get a chance to ride this bike again. So I, I see him come, and, and my 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 memory of, of the uh, incident was that you were coming in, and I was anxious to see you, because it, it wasn't as if you hadn't already wrecked. Oh yeah, actually, actually you did. I Sorry, on my bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm your bike. That's all right. Uh, so, so I was waiting for my bike to come back, and you had the look on your face, and I asked you what was up, and it was the brake because you didn't want to use your left hand. Would right. you say you're right-handed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's it was, not. It was weird, man. That suicide brake is <laughs> so, a whole different. So he was reaching overhead, which is on the bike. That's the worst thing you do because now you're way cross. So you're but those cross, drag so. bars too. I'm not used to those drag bars. You know, like they're just right across from each other. Your hands are. Plus, you're, you're you know, not used to riding such a slow bike. That's most right? of it. I set you up that's on that. It, you yeah. good? How's everything else going with you? You're we're busy. Doing well, man. Yeah. You're like a junior E or E's a junior D. Yeah, we're AV AV nerds. Yeah, sure. but no, you're not nerds. You guys. You no, guys, no, nerds is a good thing. Yeah, well, yeah. we're not doing any of this shit. shit without you guys. So, <laughs> no, of course. Uh, not so much on this on your end, but thanks, E. Uh, <laughs> D, you, you've, um, you're seeing what's happening. You heard a little bit about the show. You have any ideas about maybe some places that we should check out? Or we're looking for places like collections. Guys got like, a nice set of bikes like seeing your old uh, your your group of 40 cats that would be good but be mindful of that as ed yeah, and i sure. continue with this trek and work with e to come up with some good content we'd love to check that out uh those of you that are listening uh go ahead and send in your questions we've got a few of them that have come in 
Roth, uh, one of the questions we had comes from um, a guy out in Hesperia. I always thought that was like in out of the country. He asked, who was your biggest influence when it comes to drag race bike builders? You know, is there somebody that you knew was the guy when it comes to building custom drag mini bikes that you really looked at? Yeah, the guy that I always uh, looked up to his frames or always have been and I guess will be is uh, Temecula Bob. Why is that? Because a lot of people say that. Why? He's why? a badass. Yeah. That's all I can say yeah, about I've him. Never he's met Temecula Bob. This is, he's like a myth. I think no, he's, he's really cool. He's a really cool, cool guy. He's out know? there somewhere. Yeah, sure. Looked up yeah. to him since. He's old like me. Uh, I used to cool. buy his frames before I made my frames, and I just always thought his frames were the best shit out there. Yeah. You know, so that's who really inspired me to start making frames. Really? Yeah. I uh, probably doesn't know that, but he should know that by now. he knows that now. Good. But, yeah. Well, I think Temecula Bob listens once in a while. And Bob, if you're out there. A uh, couple things. Do me a favor. Grab that GTS hat, and then grab me one of those T-shirts. Any one of them for now. Bob, this is coming to you uh, from Roth. Coming to you. Uh, Wait a minute. What size is? That? Don't worry about the size. We got you taken care of. We're gonna. We're, we're, we know you're gonna get the first dibs. Roth will give this uh, to Bob on your behalf for inspiring you, right? Yeah. I noticed as I was. I always like it to. Sh- I always like to show off my bikes when folks are coming in, especially when they get here a little bit early. And I noticed as you stopped and looked at the bikes, you were particularly fond of that Temecula Bob. That's kind of like a longer frame. Yeah. Just something about. I don't know. It's everything. It's the welds. It's the 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 size. It's the way it sits. It's it's, it's undescribable. But there's just something about it, where it's like, yeah, this is all I need, and more than I need, and just enough. It's just right now. And honestly problem with him is not so much the price because bob even if you're listening i would have paid three times what he sells these for worth it and it's just a matter of getting them so when i got my first one which was i think that bike i saw the macros and you mentioned that uh there's uh temecula bob macro on craigslist now that mac has yeah what's he selling that for do you know 300 is it just a frame or a two-piece frame? Or no, it's a roller. It's a roller? Yeah. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. Um, and then you just stick a little motor. You'll notice I've got one of those 79cc Predators back there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's what I have in one of Bob's macro bikes. And I call it Macroberto for Bob. <laughs> to make you the Bob. Robert. And I think he goes by Roberto or Robert, but I'm calling him. So it's the Macroberto bike. That's the project bike. And I'm waiting for him to send me back another macro with a foot brake this time, Ed. Oh, okay. Uh, Jake crafted a nice brake system for both of the bikes, the macro bike and the long frame. Although it did get stuck on the, on the AV ride, we had to adjust it a little bit. But it's tight as a glove. And Ed, you did a great job on my Bonanza brake. But to me, brake's everything. You know, when you get on that bike and you squeeze that brake, I don't give a shit how the engine starts or what it really looks like. It's that brake will tell you a lot. It's like shutting the car door and that sound, it'll tell you if you're in a good car or not. So Bob's bikes and so Bob inspired you yeah. on that end. Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, that's um, that, that's not that big of a surprise. Uh, good question, nevertheless. Uh, another question that came in had to do with something that I don't know that any of us are necessarily uh, hardcore engine guys like Charles is a hardcore engine guy, uh, Brian uh, Frank, F&B, you probably know countless others. Uh, but engine temperature, we had a question asking about what was, I guess, a safe engine temperature for a running 
standard fit. You know, I've mini never bike ever gauged the temperature, never used a laser thermometer or anything on that. It's, yeah. It's mostly so just... if anybody is out there, like Cliff, Cliff, you listen often, you know, have you ever, um, I know you've put your tongue on a couple manifolds over the years, but have you ever, uh, have you ever uh, gone as far as figuring out what like a, a normal operating temperature would be on some of these bikes? And even if you can remember back to an old three and a half horsepower Tecumseh or a five horsepower Briggs, it doesn't matter on these, on these engines it's pretty much the same. And if we can find that out, that would be cool. Uh, we do have some folks that, um, I guess we've selected to, to win some of the other shirts uh, and some of the giveaways we have. We're still taking questions or comments for the small engine cam giveaway, and we'll give that away towards the end of the show. Uh, we'd like to recognize uh, Sean Brewer. Um, we already took a couple away for Temecula Bob. Uh, Dallas from Arizona. Uh, Richard White. And let's see here. It says Cliff Judd, but I don't think Cliff Judd needs another T-shirt. But we we definitely will have a hat for you or something. So, so far, congratulations to those guys for winning some of the, the cool GTS hobby stuff. If guys want to um, buy swag, is that, do you have a store, like, on your website? Like we, we, we eventually put one on there, but can folks buy stuff online Yeah, they can from just, you? or just give us a call, call and, and we'll send it out to them. What do you sell your hats for? Every time I sell a hat, I lose $5. Yeah, have you, you figured it out? Have you figured it out? You're never going to win on that. You, yeah, so there is no. It's yeah. not just me. Yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah, Regardless. so you're gonna lose on the hats, and 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 what have you done? In fact, those of you listening, this is more me being selfish, picking your brain because we're both in, well, we're in and out of the event business. Let's just say, I never was able to figure out the appropriate volume. And and Roth, you know the deal. You can get into these things. You have like two, three grand in, in apparel just showing up yeah. now. And then I, I at first I didn't have enough extra, extra, extra larges, and then I got too many of them, and they're still sitting in there. Uh, the apparel really is, it's more like, it's not a revenue stream. It's more of a promotional investment, isn't it? Well, you, you did it right. Yeah. Uh, this wears well, uh, this is good stuff. Thank you for making some of that stuff available. And also for anybody that may have commented or like, uh, a decal, um, I don't know if the decals are handy, but you brought a stack of them and I'd love to send those out to you. So just, um, Go ahead and say you want a, uh, a GTS hobby decal, and while we have them, what does the decal say? Does it say World of Mini Bikes or something on it? For the GTs? Yeah. GTs, obviously, same as a shirt. Oh, he's talking about the, the red, white, and blue one. Yeah, I thought you brought a stack of oh, them. Yeah. We'll try to find them. Uh, maybe yeah, they're underneath the shirts over there, but anyways, we have a, a nice stash of them. We'll, we'll find them, and we'll give them out to anybody who sends us a note on that. Um, let's... Are there any questions that have come in, E, on the small engine cam giveaway? Once again, folks, I, I realize kind of late on the East Coast. Uh, let's talk about, um, from your end, Roth, your um, your plans going forward with the event. I, I missed it. I heard some things about it. There's always a little bit of risk and reward on that. And I like these hats sometimes. You wonder if you're ever winning and losing. On them, you know, I, I loved it because they were a great extension for our brands. In your case, you sell products. In my case, I'm just promoting an event. But there's that risk and reward that you sometimes have to weigh back. Right. Um, how do you feel about that? Because with with each success, uh, Ed had mentioned that there was a little bit of a uh, a mishap with some guys on bikes that really you have nothing to do with. Yet indirectly, you have everything to do with. Correct. Do you want to talk at all about that? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, after our event, um, well, you know, you you make events. There's absolutely no writing. 
permit doesn't allow it. Uh, we made it clear, no writing. Last couple of years, people listen. Um, this year after the event, a few guys didn't listen. They went after the event. They went into the riverbed and they got themselves into an accident, a really bad one, at that. So they got really hurt, and um, you know, even though it was after the event, the name still tied up to it, you know. So we lost our permit. At the park? At the park. We can't do it there ever again. How long had you been there? Uh, this is our third year. And that's not easy to get. No, it's... You know? It's not, it's a lot of work and a lot of money. Yeah, and you, you commit. I remember yeah. sitting in some of those meetings when I was requesting my dates, and it wasn't just like one person that ran the parks. It's her boss. It's the commissioner. It's the city councilman. We had a policeman that was at my meeting for these little mini bike events. It's not yeah. like... And, and you're... You're telling them, our guys are going to be good. Our guys are not riding. Yes, I have insurance. Yes, we have permits. Yes, we have trash picking up. I mean, we commit wholeheartedly. And then when someone who we've done all this for goes against the simple request, which is, look, guys, it's a show and shine. You roll your bike in, you roll it out. You can't ride it. If you do all the shit that I've invested, it's gone. And is that what's happened? That's what happened. Yeah, so all the work, all the permits are gone for good there. So we're done there. You know, and it's um doesn't really look good for next year, you know? Cuz um really really uh, besides your event, we have nothing else here in California. You're right. That's it. You know, so we have your event in October, in right. the fall somewhere, and then we have nothing for the rest of the year. Yeah, yours kind of kicked it off. And it was not only you know, a kickoff here, it was a kickoff, and I think motivated many folks where the weather wasn't as nice as it is here because they would, the first hint they got it, guys out riding, it was like your show. Yeah, yeah so um, that's gone. So it's not looking good for next year. So I guess we'll take it one day at a time, see what happens with that. Well, um, I think a couple of things there. Uh, I had only heard about that. And as we talked about it briefly before going on the air, uh, I wanted to be cool with bringing it up and i'm glad that you're addressing it because there's two things first of all it's tragedy because uh you've done a lot to establish this and you've you've invested a lot of time effort energy and it's become a, a beacon for folks to come and have a good time on an annual basis i saw a lot of new folks that are going to be taking over our hobby ian and justin are two examples you got them guys you got them going this year they 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 came and they yeah they were out there they were out yes there. Yeah. and, and, and well, far far away that was their first event you know, it is with the first event. You can't wait to go back and do what you didn't do the first time. Yeah. And you now just you know the better. landscape. Just get it better. He all but bonded with Ed there. Ed got to meet his father as an example with Justin. It was what you hope it to be, a social gathering that, that resonates and has some impact. And and people had a good time. So many times guys put together these events or happenings and you go there and it's like, there ain't nothing. There's, there's nobody you want to talk to. Ian's dad was there too. Yeah? Oh, Ian's yeah. dad. That's right. Yeah, He's celebrating his birthday. Together. So another example. My point the is old, that. The old guys hung together. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame when you're having some of your young friends celebrate their father's birthday and you're still older than their fathers. It sucks. I had that happen to me twice this year, right? It's fucking May. I still got the rest of the year to go. But but I guess what I'm getting at, and D, you can appreciate that because you've been a part of what he's done, not only amping it up, but being there and supporting it. Uh, now, because someone else just got a little bit hungry and dirty and wanted to go continue the party with a little bit of reckless well, there abandon. was a crash right before the show or right when the beginning of the show yeah, they were coming it's down cancer. the riverbed once, once something happens doesn't it seem like yeah. it just just and follows. a guy saw stairs 
that led to the park off the riverbed. So he slams his brakes on to go down the stairs. In the meantime, some guy rear ends him. Yeah, and that's kind of innocent. But but where are they going? And it was the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah. So he's he's on a mission. You know, God poor knows. guy, man. Just hope he heals well and whatever happens. Was he geared know? up? Yeah, I heard he was. Okay, good. Yeah. So at least we got that. But and, and look, this ain't about bashing you. We're not going to name names, nor did I want to present this as being a downer. It is unfortunately a very clear example of what nightmares guys who produce events, i.e., our guest tonight and myself. This this is what you know. If 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 things were on the stayed on the path that you were putting it on. You would have an event that was approaching almost twenty years. It was the fifteenth year. Fifteenth year. How old are you? I'm you know what I mean? Okay, so that's my fucking point. Half your life is has been on this, and it's it's not right when it gets totally turned sideways over someone one person's yeah, being a little selfish. You know, yeah, that's being selfish, and it affects a lot of the other guys, like some of the ones we mentioned who came there not only for the first time this past year, but look forward to coming year in and year out. I, awkwardly enough, am a good example because I had heard about it. I really didn't know you guys as well early on, nor did I. I was working a lot, so I wasn't like out and about on the scene. I was more trying to be a part of it. And when I realized after the second year that that was where all this started and getting down there, and I'd known you by then and indirectly you, but I'd never been to the shop, and I I wanted to get down there and because I, I liked everybody that I had met who was associated with you, but I was unable to get to the event and this year, I knew I was going to be there. And then my new venture took me on a trade show. So he was there. Usually, I'm at the events, and he ain't making it. This is the first time he was the event, and I wasn't. So I missed it, and I don't get to go. So that's why I'm pissed off. So let's do this. Uh, it takes more than one incident, despite what appears to be some immediate negative ramifications for you. But we're guys like us don't take no. I sure don't. And guys like us love... Love it when someone says we can't fix this or it's not going to happen and we know it can be fixed or it can happen. So I've always uh, felt that when it was appropriate, I wanted to embrace and bring in as many people and who their fans were to the event. Like you see that park that we have and I want it to be filled one day. Right now we've got like that little area on the left, you know, and there's a whole big area on the right. And if we need to, we can keep going. The location that I have, um, is a welcome home for you and for GTS Hobby. Expand your footprint. Uh, be a part of the podcast. Be a part of the event. We're, we're a good backdrop for you to promote your products. This is not a pitch as much as it's an invitation. And during this pause, as you either recalculate or put together a strategy where you'll bring back GTS Hobby in some way, shape, or form, maybe it's a different venue, maybe it's slowly a small portion, maybe there's a specific area and category and classes or promotion that you could bring on behalf of GTS. Maybe you take over the Dino sponsor and you turn that into a competition with smart guys like D. Maybe we can do something that is up your alley because when I think of you, it's about bikes in motion. Right. Whether it's a roller frame or a built drag bike and, and performance. So maybe we make a performance alley that you sponsor and maybe we do some of the things that we talked about where we put together a little build up with kids and we give a bike away. So many of the things that we covered tonight could be uh, executed on site. And you could be a co-sponsor. So I love what you're doing. Uh, thanks for taking the time to um, not only drive out here, but tell us a little bit about what's going on. We still got a little bit of time left in the show. Once again, we invite everybody who hasn't had the chance yet 
to send in any questions or comments that you may have. We're going to give away a small engine cam like we do always. Thanks again, Tim, for that. Ed, uh, when you were first coming down, I didn't realize you were rolling down one of their rollers. I thought you were rolling down one of your bikes. Oh, no. So are we? did you get any work done on your bike over the last since the last podcast? You've just been working at Dino's, huh? Dino's and um, trying to get some work done to paint some tanks. And oh, that's tenders. right. That's right. You were doing that this weekend, weren't you? <laughs> or last weekend because i called you uh, you know the super sunday event. yeah i did that on the weekend and then uh this weekend i'm gonna work on it again well it'll be nice weather um i i came back this it was my i turned 59 saturday and it yeah. was mother's day too yeah you're catching up yeah i'm gonna start going backwards now fuck that i'm not gonna go over 60 <laughs> i'm just gonna start going back uh, I think you get to do that if you're lucky i doubt if i'll go backwards lucky. 57 yeah i figured <laughs> I'm just going to use the 70. I'm going to use the 72 for an average because I, I I don't I don't think I'm going to go before it. And I can't expect to go past it. So on 72, so the next 10 years, like, just do whatever the fuck I want. There you go. You know, that's when my pops went 72. Did he? Yep. So. Well, he's he's far from average. D. He's he's up there doing something up there now, right? It's all good, man. D, Have you've been fun. listening in. Uh, what's the latest and greatest with you? What's happening with you uh, this summer? I mean, are you you're pretty set with this bike, although you do minor tweaks. Oh yeah, Mashin's been a uh, that bike evolved into what it is now. I don't think I'm, I'm gonna do much to it. Um, working with Rafa closely with Rafa in the new shop lately, um, getting all their uh, security and surveillance set up. Great, you know, making sure they're they're set up, and then. Uh, we're going to be building a theme bike, Cat 400. Um, I'm a big Milwaukee tool collector, you know, so uh, we're going to do a theme bike, Milwaukee tool bike with the trailer and hopefully get it ready by your show. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. That's the plan. Have you reached out to anybody there at Milwaukee tool? No, but I plan to. I mean. Let me help you. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you start to immediately think about how cool you can work in some of their products. I'm not products sure what legalities bike. are involved, but I'm no, a big fan of their tools. And yeah. their tools make me money every day. Good. And I, I'm a big collector, so yeah, uh, there's CRC, no running right here. You uh, know? Just as a little bit of an example, CRC is in the same category as a company like Milwaukee Tool. In fact, Milwaukee Tool probably has roots as deep and as long as CRC. They're, they're long-standing right. companies. Huge. Yeah, I got a shelf full of CRC stuff, too. Sure. But you may not realize that you had that even longer because your grandfather had their stuff. It was just called Stay Lube. Remember that? Right, right, right. So, so they're, they're and, and they have tentacles that go back not only decades, D, but hundreds of years. Typically, it's just nowadays because of social media, you have the ability to to, to talk and communicate directly with them, even if it's right. an Instagram post where you. Yeah, I've actually been like tagging them because they do their uh, Tool Tuesdays. Yeah, they'll show like somebody's collection for that Tuesday, and I've been showing them, you know, like my setup and stuff because I'm really. I'm really fond of my own collection, right? Yeah. But I guess there's some airsoft guns in the background that kind of look like assault rifles. <laughs> so maybe that kind of put them off. Yeah. yeah. You may want to watch the assault rifles. <laughs> wanna, on, yeah. yeah. May want to not put an assault rifle. On well, the that's the other thing too. You have to realize that because they are so big, that there's it's corporate. It's so right. how you how I mean, you. I know them. that they're toys on the wall, but they might they don't look like them. So but here's the deal: deep down, I, I can understand. Many yeah. of those companies are also comprised largely of guys that are rooted just like us. Deep down, we're just you know automotively yeah. interested. So, yeah, but they're really innovative, man, and the stuff they put out. Or reach out to you them. Know? Yeah, reach I out will. to them, and yeah, then here's the thing: sure. here's the beauty of it when it comes to tool people, that if they don't work out, just turn the page, brother. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I, I know you're I'm loyal just, to the them. bike is gonna get made. Yeah, that's what I mean. Be, you know, like it's gonna match my tool chest that I just got from them. The trailer, we're trying to think of like a tool, uh, tool chest, a little mini one. Perfect. Let's say for the Palmdale ride, you've broken down on it. Yeah, man. And, you know, 
I, I had the tools for you, right? You had tools for everybody. Now we'll have it on the cart. Yeah. And if the bike is not even fixable, the 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 trailer would be actual like a tow trailer as well. Yeah. Well, you so, see the little trailer I have out here, right? Yeah. Yeah. To Fireball. Me, yeah. That that that's I like a, that thing. But it's too big for what we're talking about because he's got to be oh, yeah, many. It's got to be many like thing. everybody yeah, else. For sure. Well, I'll thank you again for all on behalf of all the other guys who rode out AV for even if it was the right bolt. Or if it's just the you know it's the, the right socket or without oil, them, the oil without them, dude. Yeah. We're you know as small or as you know minimal. I already know that the AV ride requires you to be well, especially me. I, I overpack anywhere I go, so you know I had it all ready for anybody who needed it and chains. Well, and keep so. us abreast on what's happening with that bike. Um, let's give a few shout outs. Uh, Raf, you first. I know that there's a lot of people that to make GTS hobbies go, not to mention a lot of folks at home that uh, put up <laughs> with whatever it takes to run a business. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to as we uh, kind of conclude the podcast? Yeah, first one, I'm going to shout-out to D for helping me out this year. Oh, he yeah. Really stepped up his game this year and helped me out. Good and lady. then my two guys at the shop. And then my wife putting up with that fucking mini bike sickness. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are the two guys at the shop? Uh, Javi and my brother, George. You think they're listening? Uh, I'm pretty sure they are. So, George, about that whole thing with confusing you with the uh, big belly guy, sorry. And with, he's the one with the guacamole. The okay, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, fuck. How could I fuck that one? <laughs> if I was ever going to not screw up somebody, it would have been such a giving man as yourself. And I did. I, was, I, Dude, I was looking for chips. And I told you guys. It's like, wow, what a greeting. Well, I won't get too much into detail about that as we hand out CBD oil. Yeah, um, that was good guacamole. <laughs> but... Uh, Ed, how about you? I know that uh, who's Karen Krause, Ed, or Karen somebody? She's oh, that's Manchester on OMB. She uh, stitches up seats. Oh, well, maybe you ought to have her stitch us up a seat for one of the bikes. She stitched up a, one for me. Which one? Uh, a Bonanza MX. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to remember that. How can folks get no, a hold of her? I just got it like a couple weeks ago from her. Bring it in. Bring it in. We'll show it. We'll yeah, sh show it. She she does really nice work. Where can folks get a hold of her? Like Facebook or something? OMB. OMB. She's on Facebook too. Well, yeah. Karen, there you go. I thought she was like just an Evil Ed fan, like the other thousand females that send. <laughs> I met her at uh, uh, Wimber. Someone sent a bikini top that you have to autograph too. It's in Linda's got it. I don't know what the hell's going on with you. I think it's the beard. They think you're the guy from ZZ Top, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll say hi to all my friends in uh, Pennsylvania. You know who you are. The ben yes. Simple Tom, um, Cliff, Judd. Yeah. Uh, you usually forget after two. You, you got like two in you, then you start to fade away. Yeah, because it's like they're all there. But you, Plus you got so many damn fans of yours. Uh, my wife likes you a lot, too. Who? My wife. Oh. Linda. Linda? Yeah. Shout out to Linda. Yeah, she's in there. Oh, to Linda, the real MVP. Yeah. Uh, D, how about you? Um, probably the first shout-out that comes to mind is uh, Dwayne Allen Thomas, rest in peace, Detroit Hood TV. Uh, they were supporters of what we were doing. We were supporters of what they were doing. There was some bickering back in the day. But uh, unfortunately, you know, he passed away suddenly. And I know his boys are uh, continuing the, you know, the dream that he had and posting up videos and racing and stuff. And um, Busa GT took his uh, – his doodle bug out on the track, you know, after his passing and stuff. So shout out to you guys and uh, and respect for you guys. What you're doing for the homie too, and uh, along with Freddie Hale in Detroit as well. He's uh you know doing all the videography and some of it, from my understanding. So that's cool. Uh, if anything ever happened to me, I'd like someone to keep the torch burning too. You know, so that's cool that they're doing that for their friend. Well, that's well said and nice sentiments there, D. Almost brought a little tear to my eye there, man. No. There ain't no crying on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. 
Hey, Raf, if you weren't into mini bikes, what else would you be doing now? Man, I don't know. I've been to mini bikes as long as I can remember. So it's all about that then. It's all about the mini bike. Huh. Well, um, I guess we can all say that when you think about it, right? We've all had a chance to do whatever it is that we want to do at this point. We're, we're still dicking around with Shit, these Shit, as much bikes, money right? as I put in that stupid-ass bike, yeah. <laughs> I could have had a Harley by now. <laughs> well, I told you I turned, I turned 59 on Saturday, and it's been a long time, and I've been very lucky to do a lot of cool, fun things. More than I deserve. And I still end up talking it's, about mini yeah, bikes and yeah. dicking around with mini bikes yeah, so can't let them go so i i suggest everybody to do the same pick up the paper go online pick you don't pick bike. up the paper anymore no. no one picks up the paper so you can forget <laughs> that although depending on some of these places you may you may pick up what is it the green sheet the recycler yeah the recycler remember that to, that yeah. was our modern day craigslist for us uh do something uh don't go to the bar for a couple weekends save the money for your kid and buy him a mini bike yeah. um you know some bonding miss miss a Miss a cable payment. Stop watching a pay-per-view for a couple weeks. Get into it, man. For a couple hundred bucks. Piss off the wife and buy a mini bike. No, buy two. Get her one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Pink one. There you or go. on the way back from buying the mini bike, pick up some shoes for her. But I, I guess what I'm saying is that get involved in it. Uh, Rafa may be your ticket to mini bike um, fun. Uh, he's got all kinds of uh, ready-to-go rollers, custom frames. Uh, call him. Visit him online. It's GTS Hobbies. Uh, he's been our guest tonight at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Uh, Raf, thanks for coming out again. D, thanks for coming out. Evil Ed, thanks for coming out. Uh, we're going to award the winner uh, of the small engine cams. Thanks again, Tim, to the uh, gentleman who had the question about uh, who you looked up to uh, as a mentor and as a builder, and uh, it was Temecula Bob. So uh, that's going to be the winner for tonight's podcast, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. E, when's the next podcast going to be? Have we decided yet? We know we're, we're back to two a month, which uh, is good news and bad news for some of us, <laughs> uh, depending on which side of the microphone you're on, I'm sure. And thanks for all the positive uh, support with the commercial for GTs that we put together. That was all done in a day, so thank you so much. And for all the orders coming from out of town, thank you very much. If you want your Titan Clutch rebuilt, Hit us up. We got the custom tool for it. Thank you. Can we uh, maybe do it a little better? I have I have a question. All right. What's today's date? The 15th or 16th? 16th. So there's uh, a couple weeks left in the month. All right. So uh, pick up the phone. How do you like them to order stuff? On the phone or they do it online? Rafa, that's that's your side. Yeah, we do it on the phone. What's the phone number? 323. Uh, 323-649. 649-96-37. If you buy the minimum of the basic roller or the basic kit, what's that, from anywhere from four to $600, somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah, just about. Can you give them another 5% off if they act between now and the first of the month? Yeah, we could do that. Great. So you just mentioned the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion 5 off, and then if you do do that, Rafa will let me know, and I've got... Up to a couple dozen hats, 24 hats, and I'll send you an additional Joe's Mini Bike Reunion hat signed by Eva Led for anybody who takes advantage of this. So you've got until the 1st of June, save an extra five off, mention the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast discount, and you also get a Joe's Mini Bike Reunion hat autographed by Eva Led. I don't know. It's a little bit of a push. Save a little bit of money, get a friggin' hat. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast, you got some dates, see? Potential dates, June 6th 
in June 27th. I've got to check with my agent, my wife, um, and uh, we'll look forward to so So note those on your calendar, June 6th and 27th. We'll either have Charles Mini Drag Bike, a.k.a. Charles Mosley. It may be the other way around, or it could be my main man, Ian Cordova, or it could be, and in fact, I know it's going to be, the man who is probably the biggest name in the world of mini bikes, Dave Miller. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast brought to you by Pioneer, Small Engine Cams, Go Power USA or GoPowerSports.com. Go-Kart USA, Studs Power Sports, somewhere. Give it up for GTS Hobbies. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Show.